South Carolina, you have a really skewed view on what property ownership means. Hello and welcome. I'm Lieutenant Tommy. That's Prospector Johnny. And this is Civil War in Hindsight. And this week, Johnny, well, last week ended with the secession of South Carolina. Yeah. And this week isn't any better. Did the, uh, those other states that we're talking about join them? Are they, uh, are they no, starting to fall no, yet? No, no that, nothing no, with no, that. Okay, good. No other Whew, state has right. officially followed yet, but South Carolina is up to some tomfoolery uh, shenanigans here. I mean, shenanigans beyond just completely destroying the United States and making us the United States and then also South Carolina that we don't know what to do with? Yeah, United States and South Carolina that we don't know what to do with, and then maybe war is in our future? I mean, I guess I kind of saw it coming if they're going to try to secede, but I I was hoping that we could just be like, it's illegal, and sue them into not doing it. Yeah. Uh, So the week's going to begin with President Buchanan learning about the secession while he's at a wedding reception. Oh, come Uh, on. They couldn't have let him get past, like, to the end of it? He's the president of the United States. Yeah, one of the South Carolina senators bursts in and and is crying. It's like, by God, we've seceded, and is all happy. All, all and he was at this whose wedding? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, just I said, mean, the, I wasn't, I didn't get that deep dive into. We, so we, we got, yeah. Invite. So we got some, some wedding. I didn't going get on. the invite, so I don't know. Well, who, you whose know. wedding it was. Um, Need a higher ranking all, uh, a title. I'm, the, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm the lowest you can get. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not invited anywhere. Now, uh, by all accounts, uh, President Buchanan was shocked. He, he sat down in his seat and was was appalled by this, and then immediately left the wedding reception. So, you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's destroyed gonna, this wedding. It's gonna ruin your evening. I mean, imagine the poor bride and groom, right? The president's attending your wedding, and then, and then some a-hole state secedes and now he has to leave the reception leave. everybody's going to be sad about that like that whole party's ruined then nobody's going to remember the wedding <laughs> they're just going to no. remember that south carolina seceded well hopefully it won't become that big of a deal in the future uh yeah lincoln would uh lincoln was in springfield illinois when he got the news and by all accounts he took it calmly although that calm would end uh, fairly quickly, because on the 21st, he would write a letter to Democrat leader Francis P. Blair and says, according to my present view, if the forts at Charleston shall be given up before my inauguration, General Scott must retake them afterwards. So essentially what he's saying to the Democrats Ooh. is, if Oof. you take these forts before I become president, I'm just going to take them back. Yeah, and so, so, I mean, that's essentially saying I'm going to go to war with you. Because I don't think if, they're going to just sit there and take it if he comes in and t- tries to take them back. Yeah, but, I mean, is South Carolina taking federal forts? I mean, that's kind of a declaration of war on their own, though. I mean, Well, right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it is. But, I mean, do they see it as that? No, I don't think they do. They just see it as, well, on the 21st, uh, four South Carolina representatives would formally withdraw from the House of Representatives. Which is kind of to be expected. I mean, you just seceded. Yeah, you're, you're no now longer... saying you're no longer part of the government, so you should probably not be a part of the federal government anymore. Right. Yeah. If you're going to quit a club, you you give up any title that you had in that club. Yeah. Uh, and that was just the remaining ones, because if you do remember, we did have two yeah. senators resign before. Right. They were already gone and bouncing out of there, and so now we're down to. So now you have the house. Well, you have the senators that resigned, and now you have the House of Representatives that have resigned as well. All right. So they're resigning. So who's okay? Who's who's in charge of South Carolina right now? What? Well, South Carolina, they're an independent nation, according to right, themselves. Right, right. But uh, uh, surely 
they have a leader of their nation, or are they uh, no, just is no, it anarchy? Yeah, yeah. Well, no president. There are the, their delegation is starting to build their government. There's no formal government as of right now. Now, who who is Atlanta. who's that? De- is this delegate? Is this the former congressman, assume, and house, and governor, or like governor? Yeah, type I stuff, would assume or? that the governor right now is rule. Like the state is just ruling themselves as a federal government now. But, right, and uh, so the governor no formal, would be. Yeah, no formal declaration of like. The governor the is now the president or anything like that. Nothing okay, but th- I'm guessing, but they're probably just in the situation where they're like, okay, well, the governor is kind of in charge. Yeah, the the uh, what what interim, interim, interim yeah, president yeah. or something. Uh, on December 22nd, South Carolina would assign three committee members to speak to Washington in regards to the federal property in South Carolina. And by federal property, I mean Fort Moultrie, Fort Sumner, Castle Pinckney, and Charleston Arsenal, at which point they would go up to Washington and say, yeah, we own these now. They're ours because they were on our what was South Carolina state territory. Now that we seceded, they're ours, not the federal government. But it didn't belong to the state. When they were part of the United no. States, it was still and federal land, now or federal the arsen- property, yes. whatever. Now the now the arsenal is in mainland South Carolina, and I do believe Castle Pinckney is also in mainland South Carolina, but Fort Sumner is out in a little tiny island on its own, yeah. and Fort Moultrie is on a outskirts of a peninsula. It is actually not physically connected to South Carolina. There is a waterway that separates okay. the the landmass that Fort Moultrie is on from South Carolina. So it sounds like they're in no man's land out in the ocean, kind of. That's how I would interpret it, but, I mean, I'm also a government pawn, so, you know, there is that. Lincoln, on the same day, would write another letter to Georgia Congressman Alexander Stevens this time, reassuring him that he had no intention of interfering with slavery in the South. And he writes, and I quote, The South would be in no more danger in this respect than it was in the days of Washington. I suppose, however, this does not meet the case. You think that slavery is right and ought to be extended, while we think it is wrong and ought to be restricted. That, I suppose, is the rub. Right, yeah. That, so, yeah. that sounds like what arguing, this all has been not, yeah, and he's been saying this from day one. I'm not attacking slavery where slavery is. I'm preventing it from expanding beyond its current borders. Right, that but the South isn't said, happy that with is that. All he's ever, and they're not happy. Is it because do they so, so they see that like as I'm guessing they care less about the expansion of it and see it as just kind of a way that like slavery is going away. They're fizzling it out and phasing it out, and eventually they're, they're going to come the, after us? Like, is that kind of well, where Well, the Republican stance is that it's fizz, if, we, if we restrict it, it'll fizzle out and die, and I believe that's where the South is. By any, any restriction, any uh, uh, law against it would be you know, a violation of, of my right to own a slave or, right. or the South's right to own a slave. On December 24th, South Carolina Convention would pass a declaration of immediate causes of secession, uh, which which essentially would request a confederacy of slaveholding states. So they're they're telling the federal government why they're seceding, their reasons for secession, and a call to the other slaveholding states that says, hey, look, we're all in the same boat. We need to join up together. They're looking for recruits. Yes. I, I, I would read this in its entirety, but I don't think that would be very entertaining uh, to the people at home. No, I'm so good I'm, with some cliff notes. So I'm going to give some cliff notes here. Essentially, they're arguing that the original revolution of the 13 colonies formed a union of independent nations, not one nation, oh. but independent 13 nations that joined together in a in a union, but that they were all still independent little entities. So, so the United that, States is a 
like a unification between independent states, not a united front of states is what they're saying. And they're saying that the federal government, that loose connection between them has overstepped its bounds and has now basically forced its will upon the states, those independent nations. And uh, now they fought right to dissolve that union because that union is no longer beneficial to them. All right. So what they're saying, yeah, basically federal government got to be too powerful and they're 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 reaching too deep into the pockets of the states or into the in, the ongoings and and whatever this is. so kind of like what uh what we were complaining about with with Britain with the revolution exactly and why now, we left them was it was because they were you know overstepping bounds that we thought they they shouldn't have been doing or whatever you know essentially I, exactly i will put the whole article up in the newspaper link below our video description our, our what description? <laughs> our yeah, what? right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I have to mention that slavery was 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 specifically mentioned five times in this Declaration of Secession. First, it was in regards to non-slaveholding states violating the Fugitive Slave Law, saying that the non-slaveholding states were allowing runaway slaves to go up into that state and preventing the the slave states from going up and retrieving their property. They're basically helping the help helping the the runaway slaves Which get to in, freedom or, or whatever. In, you know. in South Carolina's defense, that's yep. happening, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're we have the underground uh, railroad. Underground and, railroads yeah, going on. Exist. Yeah. Uh, in regards to uh, the second one is in regards to denying the rights of property by non-slaveholding states, contem- condemning the institution of slavery as sinful. So their view is that. The non-slaveholding states calling this uh, a sinful act and an act against God, that being slavery, they're diminishing their rights to have property or humans as property, and uh, and we can't have that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. That's South right. Carolina stance. Yeah, and then, and then not neg- my stance. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, that's I, South I got Carolina it. stance. But like you said that, and then turned it in like, oh, and they think that's a bad thing. <laughs> they think that's a bad thing. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, their third reference is in regards to the 3630 parallel split that gave the power of the non-slaveholding mm-hmm. states to elect a president against slavery. So, again, we're making it very clear what they're against here. The fourth is in regards to Lincoln saying that the nation cannot exist half slave and half free and that slavery is on the course of extinction. Uh, they seem to be pretty hard set in that idea that it can't exist half slave, half free because they, they're, they're getting rid of, you know. They're, they're <laughs> right. seceding. They're getting out of here. They're like, no, we're right. done. Uh, and finally, it referenced, slavery is referenced in regards to the Republican Party, excluding the South from expanding into new territories. And by South, they directly referenced the war and slavery. So this, the, the Republican Party trying to prevent slavery from expanding into the new territories is essentially uh, knocking the South or the South's way of life out of the new territories. They're feeling left out. They are, and I cannot make it clear, you can go and read the Declaration of Secession you want and read it how you want. It seems like there's a singular issue here with South Carolina. I mean, there's there's at least the heart of the issue, and the heart of the issue is slavery. Yes. And their their right to continue to own slaves and to operate with slaves and to get their slaves back when they run away. Yes. Uh, Christmas would go relatively somber Uh, there's no major actions that happen on christmas day as one would expect but it doesn't have the jubilation in washington as as previous christmases and the weeks the country is falling apart how can every you know the christmas spirit's kind of gone with the you know it's supposed to be about togetherness and all that and 
The country's literally doing the opposite of togetherness. Exactly. On December 26th, Major Anderson, you might recognize that name from a few weeks ago, he's the commander of Fort Moultrie and of all the fort garrisons in South Carolina. He is going to move the garrison at Fort Moultrie to Fort Sumter, and he states that he's doing this because, and I quote, uh, the step which I have taken was, in my opinion, necessary to prevent the effusion of blood. He is stating that he believes South Carolina is at, at imminent means of taking Fort Moultrie, and if he would leave his troops there, they would be wasted. Uh, he would essentially lose the fort, his men would die, and the garrison would be lost. So he moves all the equipment, all the soldiers, including the cannons, to Fort Sumner, which is out in the middle of the island, which is a lot harder to get to in right. a better defended position. Yeah, so basically he, he's giving up some territory to save lives and then reinforcing exactly. another nearby fort that can better defend itself if, if it should come under attack. Yes, if you remember, Fort Sumner was not, is still under construction at this time and is not garrisoned at all. There's no cannons, there's no equipment. Well, there are now. There. But there are now. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina would take the opportunity to call foul as they viewed this as a violation of President Buchanan's promise not to move troops to South Carolina or from their current positions. Although, remember a few weeks ago that Buchanan did give orders to Major Anderson that said, don't take an, a, 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 an aggressive stance, but you can move the troops as you see fit. Right. Um, on the 27th of December, as Major Anderson is flying or raising the American flag behind him, which is this guy right here. This is the, the flag that would fly above Fort Sumner. Of course. At that same time, South Carolina has seized Castle Pickney and Fort Moultrie. So on the December 27th, South Carolina has now seized federal properties of Fort Moultrie and I mean, Castle that's, Pickney. That's that's war. That's them. I mean, how do you not uh, how do you not declare war after that? You can't just let them take stuff from us. I guess I guess the argument here is no shots were fired because there were no troops I mean, to to surrender because there was nothing there. They were abandoned. <sighs> But so we're yes, just gonna let still, him take it? Like what? I mean, what do you what do you do here? <laughs> Georgia and Alabama would step in and offer troops to South Carolina oh, in the perfect. event that the federal government would would declare war on South Carolina. But so, they haven't uh, seceded yet, right? They you no. Know, Georgia and Alabama have not yet seceded. They're still a part of the union. So you. So, have I mean, two sounds to me like they're traitors. <laughs> that are now sounding like they're traitors. Yes, and specifically. Uh, South Carolina would go to the federal government and demand that the garrison be returned to Fort Moultrie, but what they're specifically wanting here are the cannons. They don't care about the troops. The troops would be surrendered back to the to the of course you know, to the yeah. union. Yeah, they want they, uh, yeah, they, want, they the want supplies. Because how because how, how else are they going to fight the entire rest of the United States? I guess obviously with help from a couple of traders, but I mean they're still going to need some supplies, right? Uh, President, do they have Buchanan, manufacturing in South Carolina? Are they going to be able to? There, there is an arsenal at South Carolina, but it is okay. not a it is not a manufacturing arsenal for arms. Um, they do create some ammunition at that factory, but they are more of a warehouse than they are an actual store uh, kind of storage and distribution. Arsenal. You have two uh, major manufacturing arsenals at this point. You have Harper's Ferry down in Virginia, and you have Springfield Armory in um, in Massachusetts. So. Okay, I believe it's Massachusetts. Yell at me if I'm wrong. Um, President Buchanan would report that Major Anderson defied his orders. He didn't. I mean, he's within, at least I feel that Major Anderson is within the original heart of his orders. 
Secretary of War Floyd would state that the entire garrison should be removed from South Carolina, uh, which, you know, may calm things down, but it also may just be a white flag of surrender to South Carolina. And if we let them get away with it, what about Georgia and Alabama, who are already committing troops to South Carolina? Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think now... I mean, I, you don't want war, but now is now the time to show weakness and just start letting, you know, states decide when they want to join and get out of the and union and everything and else. Take, like, and I mean, take federal and then, property. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the federal prop. I mean, you can't just you can't just let people do this. What this is insane. Uh, the week's going to end with Buchanan in, in a public statement saying that he was surprised by Major Anderson's move and is in his in regret of Major Anderson's move, but does no. Uh, action to remove Major Anderson of command. It does no action of bringing troops down or removing troops from Fort Sumner. So, I mean, so he's just blowing hot air. Sounds like it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the poli- that, that's these politicians for you. They're just, they're just blowing smoke up your ass. And, you know, from earlier in the week, we've got Lincoln who say he's going to go down there and take those forts back when he gets inaugurated. So I don't, I don't know if wars... I think war is inevitable at this point. I, mean, I think it's just a matter of when. Right, yeah. It, it just sounds like South Carolina made their decision. We'll see how long we can prevent a war, but I, I'm not hopeful. Well, that's it for this week in Civil War in Hindsight. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. And if you enjoyed our show, please, please, please tell others. We also have two other shows that are ongoing right now, Historic in Hindsight, which is our weekly podcast that we do, and uh, and This Week in History, although This Week in History has only got about two more episodes left before we phase it out for other new projects later down the line.